here's a great question to ask yourself at the end of every day as an entrepreneur. Write it down. It's four words. It's simple. It's would I hire me? Would I hire me? Like you finish your day. Like when I, I'll tell you right now, when I get done today and I'm done and I look back at today, I'm like, Falcone, would you hire you? I'm like, you crushed it today, man. And yesterday, same thing, man. I had a crushing day yesterday. And you got to be able to answer yes to that question at least most of the days. I mean, some people are going to go, would I hire me? You're like, no, heck no. I was on the couch all day watching the news, watching like whatever. Like I didn't do anything. I watched, I watched reruns of movies I've seen 17 times. No, I wouldn't hire me. I love the beach lifestyle. Erica? Uh, I don't. Too much sand. Too much sand. <laughs> I lived. I lived on the beach for six months, and I hated it because of all the sand in my apartment. Oh yeah. Well, if you're a surfer, you don't care. You're like, you know, I got sand between my toes all the time, and it gets in places you don't want it. Also. Yes, it does. Everywhere. <laughs> <laughs> Everywhere, and then some. Absolutely. <laughs> Good to be here with all of you guys for the, the kind introduction. What's going on, you guys? It's fun to, fun to do a Zoom with a little bit, uh, not like, I, I think the next Zoom I got to do with like 300 people and then like 250. So it's kind of fun to see like everybody. So even though most of your cameras are turned off, you must be without clothing or didn't shower today. Because, <laughs> I don't know. I mean, did I shower today? I can't even remember. I can't, you know, I think I did. it. So, all right, um, let's get into this. First of all, I, you know, anytime I get in front of an audience of people that are involved in the network marketing profession, uh, people that are hungry, that are looking for answers, I'm more than happy to help. Uh, I started network marketing 31 years ago. Didn't know what it was, had no idea uh, what, I actually started, I started network marketing right out of college, so I never really had a career. I literally got recruited I got cold called out of the list of graduates from the white pages. That's how I got started in network marketing. Interestingly enough, this guy called me and I was in my apartment in Long Beach, California. He goes, Hey, my name is Jim. I'm calling you from Orange County marketing group or a marketing company. We're looking for people that can train and manage others in the expansion of our company. We want to talk to you. And I was like, wow, this is the way it works. You guys are hunting me. I don't even have my diploma in my hands. Yeah. That's how naive I was. Right. So I had never even heard of multi-level marketing, network marketing. Seriously thought I was being recruited into a job, drove to Irvine, California, and walked into a room and it was funny because I, I, I want to set this up because I was so uh, out of the know. I was so such a neophyte. I had never heard of the concept. You know, I walked in and there was all these chairs in a room and there's some funky gadgets on the side of the room, a big screen TV, a whiteboard. I'm like, this is a weird interview. Like, I don't, I'm like, and then this guy gets up and oh, that must be the boss, right? It was the guy giving the presentation, right? Most of you guys are smart enough to realize, okay, this is some kind of business pitch or something, right? I didn't even know. And I sat there, uh, and I think that's beautiful because I, I sat there with, with a totally clean slate, and I didn't have any friends that tried one of those things that didn't work. What do you, why do you think that's going to work for you? You know, and I tried one of those 18 years ago. It didn't work for me. Or, you know, that's one of those things, like, we've heard from people. Uh, my mom thought I was in a cult. That's the funny part. Yeah. I, I drove, I actually signed up in that business. I got so excited. I saw 10 grand a month and no boss. I've never liked having a boss. And I was like, wait a minute, 10 grand. Like, it's, think about it, 22 year old kid broke, 10 grand a month, no boss. I'm like, I'm in. Like, and then they asked me for money. And I was like, I thought this was a job. And the guy looked at me and goes, no, this is your life adventure. I was like, oh, okay. Give my credit card, maxed out my credit card, my college credit card that had $500 on it. And 
began my journey, drove home, called my mom. Hey, mom, I'm, I found my – like I was the first kid to graduate from college, right? She's like, oh, I, what, what are you doing? I said, oh, I, I went to this meeting. They were drawing circles on the board in the shape of a triangle. You can recruit people. They can recruit people. You build a team. I'm going to be rich. She's like, oh, my God, you're in a pyramid scheme. That's a cult. And she goes, if you do that, I'm going to make you pay back every last dollar of your college education. My Sicilian firecracker mother, which now I have to say, God rest her soul, because she passed away on April 20th of this year. But, um, you know, I, I, I did it anyway, right? I, uh, I wasn't even trying to recruit my mom. I was just excited about, like, you know, I'm going to go do something with my life. And, and I was met with negativity, right? And, but but I, I, I made a decision uh, to do it. And, and I've, I've been in, not, just so you guys know, I don't know how many of you even know who I am or have ever been, been exposed to me. You're like, who's this guy that they're bringing? I've never even heard of this cat, right? Um, my entire business career, as you know, for actually more than half of my life, I've been involved in network marketing. I started 22, I'm 53 now. I didn't come into network marketing, leave for 20 years, come back for five, leave for six. I mean, I've been in it this entire, every single day. So I share that with you because I want you to understand the perspective that I have as a real world perspective. And I'm going to give it to you blunt. I'm going to give it to you as straight as I can. I've got limited time with you guys tonight. Uh, I'm going to give you as much as I can because you guys are here for a reason. Um, you're here probably because you want to win, right? I don't, I don't think I've ever met anybody who says, hey, you know, Todd, can you show me how to go slow? I'd really like to go slower in my network marketing business. Can we just make it happen slower? It's just happening all too fast for me. Or please, Todd, can you show me how to fail? That would be great. No, nobody wants that. So, you know, when I started... I wanted to win. I wanted to be successful. And, you know, I think there's a, I'll start off with this. I think one of the most beautiful things is having an inquisitive, curious nature, right? Like wanting to know and being willing to actually ask you guys. And the Bible says, asking you shall receive, seeking you shall find. You know, it's interesting. Like people think that I'm ungettable. Like if, if I were to get, if I were to go speak, in fact, I booked one today for 25 grand for 90 minutes. So I'm going to go speak for these guys virtually, not even on the stage. I got to sit right here and, and do a 90-minute training. They paid me 25 grand. Network marketing company. Wiring the money tomorrow. So, you know, a lot of people won't even bother to ask me, hey, Todd, would you do a team training for us? Or would you, is it like, and, you know, Richard and Carol reached out, filled out a speaker form, and they're like, I'm like, yeah, I'll do a training. Free. This, this isn't costing them a dime. And I, I think that there's, there's a, a beautiful lesson in that, and, and, and that is if you ask, you get. If you don't ask, you get nothing. You get the crumbs. How many of you here are married? Anybody married here? Okay. You didn't spontaneously combust in a marriage. Don't tell me you did. Only one of two things happened. A, you popped the question. She said yes. Or B, she said, look, honey, we've been doing this for like four years. You either put a ring on it or I'm out of here. And then you pop the question, right? Under slight duress, even though you wanted to, but you're afraid of commitment, right? A lot of people are afraid of commitment in business and in relationships. And so I, I, I would, you know, if you're taking notes, like you need to understand the power of the ask. And we should be doing a lot of asking in this business. That's what we do. That's how we build a business here by asking people to take a look, by asking somebody if they're open, by asking somebody if they're interested. You can't make money in this business without prospecting, without exposure. I'm sorry. That's the bad news. Like the only way you build a check by bringing in a retail customer or distributor they just say, hey, look, you know, I've got this cool product I've got. I'd love to share it with you or what. I mean, I could, I could roll through 50 different like ways to ask. But the key thing is that you actually ask, right? So, but I think a lot of people don't really understand. the. I have I, had multiple distributors who reached out to me and said, I remember this guy, Ron, he reaches out to me one day and he's like, hey, 
is there any chance that I could ever possibly maybe uh, you think maybe someday is it possible to get you to come and do a team training? And I said, no, I mean, I think it's really probable because you asked and we can get it done right now. When do you want to do it? And he was, he was like, what you uh, he, like, you couldn't even talk afterwards. Uh, and I said, Ron, I said, you asked me if I could do a training for you. And if you put enough people in a room, I'll, I'll come and do it for you. How much is it going to cost me? I'll, I'll come and do it for you for free. What? And I used that as an example when I started that training with him. And, and I just think it's, it's powerful. And I don't think a lot of people understand how powerful it is. I mean, here's a funny example. Like I, uh, I, in, in 1997, and we do a lot of pre-judging in network marketing. You also understand some people do network marketing for other reasons other than they just need the money. Okay. So a lot of times people don't even talk to successful people because they're so afraid of how, you know, or like, why would that person, they have a nice house, nice car. Why would they, they're not going to do this deal. And so they don't even bother asking. And I'm guilty of it. I, I, in 1997, I was living in Pacific Grove, California, and I was at this men's Bible study and I meet this guy named Randall and Randall and I living in Pebble Beach, Monterey. I was wearing like a, I don't know, some golf shirt and he was wearing some golf shirt. I'm like, Hey, you tee it. He goes, yeah, well you must too. You know, let's play golf. Right. So we, you can recognize a golfer based in their clothing, right? Especially, and living there, it's like, I was always, always in golf attire. Like, seriously, I had the khakis on, I had the golf clubs in the car, the golf shoes, because you never know when somebody says, hey, we got, a, we got an opening at Pebble Beach today. And you're like, cool, I'll be there in 10 minutes, right? And uh, I played golf with Randall, like no less than 500 times. For 11 years that I lived in Monterey, I played golf on average four days a week, 365 days a year, you do the math. And Randall was very, very rich. Um, I don't know, how many of you ever seen the movie Wall Street? The original one with you know, Gordon Gecko, Greed is Good, with uh, Charlie Sheen and uh, Michael Douglas. Well, my friend Randall married Gordon Gecko's daughter. That, that movie was based on a real character of a wealthy guy in Texas. I'm not gonna mention his name. He's like the fourth wealthiest guy in the state of Texas at the time. And, and he had this massive trust fund through his wife and he was like just, he never had to do anything. He was done. He had more money than he'd ever know what to do with. So I never, and I hear I am a successful network marketer, making a ton of money. I'm playing golf with them all the time because I can, I can, because I've, you know, leveraged income in network marketing. And so we, we created a bond, but I never once, not ever said, Randall, hey, I've got, why don't you take a peek at what I'm doing? Never. I never even asked him. One day he calls me up. He goes, hey, what are you doing? I said, I don't know. What you, I, I get, is there a tea time? <laughs> he goes, he goes, listen, he goes, do you know, um, Everett such and such. And I go, yeah, I know that guy. He goes, yeah, well, he's on your sixth level. I'm on your seventh. Why didn't you tell me about this? And my first, my response was like, I don't know, I mean, I'm stupid. <laughs> I said, honestly, I just never thought you would do it. He goes, he goes, I don't, I don't need the money. He goes, but I'm bored and I think I can help some people with this and I'm going to do it. And it's a miracle that he ended up even on my team. He could have ended up in some other company but he was like seventh level to, or sixth level to me in a seven level pay plan. I made almost nothing through his production when he should have been personally sponsored frontline to me. And so how many, how many of you prejudged that you've decided for them that they're not into network marketing or they wouldn't be, you know, that they're too successful or they're too this, that or the other. And you haven't even bothered to ask. You never know until you ask. Your job is to flip the rock over and see if there's an opportunity there. That's it. So a couple little quick lessons as I get going. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to do something kind of fun tonight. We're going to call it the seven D's of success. I'm going to give you seven points. Ready? Number one. Ready? Go like this if you're ready. Go, yes, I'm ready. All right, good. Beautiful. First D is decide, okay? You know, 
I speak all over the world. I, I go to these events where people, you don't go to a national conference for a network marketing company unless you got a distributor ID, right? I mean, you're not just paying the money, flying, going to the event, showing up, if, unless you're in the deal. So, you know, I'm sitting here speaking for, you know, 3,000, 5,000 people and like a huge percentage of the people in all those rooms, a year from now, they won't be here. God willing, they'll be on planet earth, but they will opt out of the business. They'll go quit, they'll go someplace else. Uh, they'll try to find another company someplace thinking the grass is green or someplace else. The grass is green where you water it. It's pretty simple. I mean, you don't even have to be like a grassologist or something to realize that if you don't water the grass, it ain't going green, right? So I think what you need to really look at right here and now is how I decided. I mean, the fact that you're here on, on the Zoom is great, but that does not mean you've decided, okay? And don't get mad at me. I'm just trying to help you guys out. The truth is most people have an exit option. They get into network marketing and they're like, well, you know, if it works for me, then, you know, or then I'll, you know, if I get, if I get some progress, the kind of progress I think I should get in three months, six months, nine months, whatever, then I'll stay. And if I don't, then I'm out. So they are, it's like, you they already have an exit option. And there was some guy, somebody actually I talked about this. I can't remember who it was way back in the day was conquering some, I don't know, someplace came to wherever. And, and one of you might know who this is and you can type it in the comments. Cause I can't remember who, who did it, but it was some, it's a well-known quote. It's like, he was like, burn the ships, right? They showed up on this coastline. They all got out of the boats and they said, burn the ships. And it was like, well, why did they burn the ships? Cause you got no retreat. It's either do or die trying, right? And you know, it's interesting. Like all you got to do is have a do or die attitude here. Seriously, you're, the beautiful thing is you ain't going to die doing this. You're not fighting somebody. You're not like bringing out the swords, right? If, if you die while you're prospecting, it's because God wanted you right now. It's not because of the prospecting. You died as a result of the prospecting. So, you know, I would just, you know, not now, but later tonight, have a, like a little sit down with yourself. Sometimes we have those conversations with ourselves and say, have I decided? You know, um, eliminate your exit options. And the truth is most people have an exit option. They don't know. They don't know what the exit option plan is, but they didn't actually go, I'm doing this deal until I win, no matter what roadblock, no matter what obstacle, no matter what frustration, no matter what bad day, no matter what happens, I am doing this thing until I win. And I mean, think about if I didn't say anything more tonight and that's, that's all, and I just hammered that point and you really bought into it like, okay, well, all right. In fact, let me ask you this question. I'll put it a different way. This is actually pretty interesting. How many of you would like to make enough money in this business where all your needs were taken care of and then some. You didn't have to have a job. You didn't have to have anything else. Like, you like your life could depend on it. Raise your hand if you want to be in that position. Okay, cool. That looks like pretty much everybody. Okay, my second question is, are you acting as if your life depends on it? Well, how the heck are you going to have your life be able to depend on it unless you're acting as if your life depends on it? That's the problem. And, you know, like, uh, the last time I was on an airplane was March 8th. And I was in this audience... And I asked the audience that same question. I said, how many of you want your life to, you know, and like, of course, everybody's hands go up. And I said, how many of you are acting as if your life depends? And then like probably 90% of the hands in the room go down. I'm like, well, the only way that you're, for your life to depend on it is act as if your life depends on it. And that doesn't mean you have to go full time, that you have to put 40 hours a week into it. You just have to treat it seriously and treat it as a business and do it until. And then, and then I use this made up situation, which on March 8th was made up. And today it's really not made up. I said, what happens if you leave this event on and you fly home on Monday? And you go home, you find out you lost your job. 
the job that you have that afforded you to be here because you're not making enough money here yet because you haven't treated seriously for long enough yet. And you don't have no money coming in. You're trying to find a job and there are no jobs to be had. Like nobody's hiring. And you're like, man, I've looked for a job for like, like literally there's nobody hiring. No, you can't borrow money from nobody. You like the only way you can survive is the money has to come from the business that you're in, the network marketing business that you're in. How many of you, if you were truly faced with that situation, like the only way I'm going to eat is I got to move some product or I got to go recruit somebody. How many of you would do whatever the heck you had to do in order to make it happen if it came down to eating, putting food on your table, taking care of your children, right? Well, why aren't you doing it already is my question. Because your back isn't up against the wall like that. If you put your back up against the wall like that, even though it's not, and you go, okay, well, I'm going to treat this business differently, then you're going to get a different result. And I know some of you don't like what I'm sharing with you. It's like, this hurts. Good. Well, sometimes the pain will turn you into a different, you know, maybe put you into a different direction. And I have to cover it because when I speak on these stages, like so many people are there like, yeah, I want to win. I want to be successful. I want to do, I'm going to do it. Yeah. But like, what have you done lately? Right? It's like, you know, how many of you ever had somebody on your team leave your team and say, this isn't working for me? Anybody? Anybody ever heard of somebody quit their downline ever? Yeah. Okay. Here's what you do with those people from now on. You ready? Let's say you came to me and you're like, hey, you know, geez, Todd, it's just not working for me. I think I'm going to, I'm not cut out for network marketing. I'm not making, it's not working. I'm like, okay, no worries, man. I said, well, let me ask you this question. How many people do you think you may have exposed the business to, let's say like in the last 90 days, like give or take? Like what, like what kind of, like what kind of, what have you done the last 90 days? And, and all, this is the answer. This is like the standard fair answer. Well, not enough. So they already know why they're not getting a result. In fact, they're mad at the lack of result from the work that they never did. I have done this with team members so many times. And you want to know, like, you know what I don't like is I don't like the people that misunderstand, don't understand or care to understand what network marketing is. So they, they trash talk it. You know, people are sometimes down on the things that they're not up on. But you want to know who network marketing works for? It works for people that are 40 to 55 years of age, male that live in Texas. That's it. Did you know that? No, of course I'm being facetious. You know who it works for? It works for the people that are working it. The people that don't work it don't make money. And look, you know, you're, everybody's different. They come with a different set of circumstances. We are, a li we, we are accumulation of our life experiences up until this point. That's who we are, right? So people bring a different set of things to the table. And, you know, some are going to go faster. Some are going to go slower. And, you know, we always compare ourselves to others. Even though I say don't do it, we do. If, if, you, if, the, if you're comparing yourself to somebody else and it's driving you to grow, then good. If it's, if it's making you depressed, then don't. But like, you know, so I think it would be really good for you to just sit, sit and go, okay, um, have I really decided? And the beautiful thing is when you make that, when you make that decision, like everything that you need to have uh, in your life, all the resources, everything just has to avail itself to you because bailing out is no longer an option. And I know none of you guys are literally in that situation, but if you can put your mind in that situation, you'll start to do things differently. Number two is you need to demand more from yourself. Okay. This is a self-employed volunteer sport. Nobody made you come to the Zoom. Nobody forced your hand to sign up as a distributor. 
And in some cases, we have to learn to be self-employed, learn to be personally accountable. Your whole life, every human being, their whole lives were held accountable by others. First, your parents, then your parents and your teachers. And then when you get into the workforce, your, your job and your boss holds you accountable, right? Okay, here's a quick one. How many of you right now have a job? Hey, do me a favor, by the way, rest of you guys, unless you're naked, turn your cameras on. I want to see you. I mean, if you're like, I had somebody nude the other day on a Zoom and I didn't really want to see it. And I got full frontal nudity and it was kind of weird. But look, let's, I, I'm here with you. Be here with me. I want to see you. I don't care if you're, you know, what, what your deal is. I just want to see you. Okay. So again, by, by a show of hands, like how many of you right now work for somebody, you have some type of job. Okay. That's probably half of you. If this is interesting, so uh, Monday morning, don't don't go to work. That's the challenge I have. Don't go to work. Don't call in sick. Don't use a vacation day. Just don't show up. Don't call them. Just 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 you know flake. Tuesday, same thing. Don't call in sick. Don't use a vacation day. Don't take a personal day. Just don't show up. What happens by Wednesday? You're fired. You're gone. And. But here's the thing, and I'm not suggesting, I, you, please don't do that because I don't need you calling me saying, Todd, I lost my job because of you. Don't do it. But you won't do it. And the only reason you really won't do it is because the consequence of you um, losing the job is so significant and immediate to you that you're like, I'm, even, even if you don't like your job, you come home every night going, honey, I got to tell you about my day. I got to vent, right? Man, you got to, uh, like sitting around the dinner, dinner table venting about your day. And, and, but yet you'll get up and go to the same day, thing the next day. Why? Because the consequences of you losing the job are so immediate and significant that it'll force you to show up for something that you don't even like. But yet you got this cool network marketing business, something that contains the mechanics of wealth, something that can totally change the direction of your life for good. But what you do or what a lot of people do, I'll start tomorrow. I'll start Monday. There is no power in tomorrow. The only power that you have is right now in the present. And what's funny is people you know, put off network marketing or getting serious about it because they just don't look at the consequences. They're like, what the heck? I'm not making any money yet. It's not like I'm losing out on anything. Yes, you are. You're not losing out on linear wages. You're losing out on the compounded effect of your efforts over time, which is actually way more significant. But because you don't see it as, as immediate and grave, you know, you put it off yet another day, another day, another day. You let your fears get in the way. You let somebody's, you know, we're being worried about, you know, being judged by somebody else losing a friend because you brought them a network marketing business. Well, what if, what if I fail? What if, well, what if they say yes and I've got the responsibility to lead them? I don't perceive myself as a leader. Um, what if they say no? What if they don't like me anymore? What if I screw up all the what ifs? And we need to change our what ifs, right? But I think it's important you start demanding more from yourself and be accountable. Like I think you, here's a great question to ask yourself at the end of every day as an entrepreneur, write it down. It's four words. It's simple. It's would I hire me? Would I hire me? Like you finish your day. Like when I, I tell you right now, when I get done today and I'm done and I look back at today, I'm like, Falcone, would you hire you? I'm like, you crushed it today, man. And yesterday, same thing, man. I had a crushing day yesterday. And you got to be able to answer yes to that question at least most of the days. I mean, some people are going to go, would I hire me? You're like, no, heck no. I was on the couch all day watching the news, watching like whatever. Like I didn't do anything. I watched, I watched reruns of movies I've seen 17 times. No, I wouldn't hire me. So that's a question. That's a powerful question. And I think, and one of the reasons like, you know, I run uh, an accountability program every quarter. You guys will hear about it at the tail end of tonight. In fact, this is, you, you guys are probably one of the last few people that are going to get in because we're almost sold out. We can take 500 in this thing. And I think we're, 
I think I talked to my system. We were like 450 something right before I started the Zoom. So we're pretty close to, to done with that. I'll tell you at the end of this. But um, I run that program because there's so many people. The biggest, the biggest thing that I hear from network marketers is I'm struggling to stay consistent. Right? It's like, I just can't seem to get out of my own way or I just can't seem to stay on it. I'm hot one day. I'm not the next. And I'm good at helping people be consistent. I can tell you right now, if you're inconsistent, I'll help you be consistent. And if you understand why, most people aren't inconsistent or procrastinating because they're lazy. They're doing it because of, if you understand procrastination, why do people, people put stuff off? For one of two reasons. One, low self-confidence relative to the task at hand. I don't feel it really, I'm good at it, so I'm gonna not do it. I'm not good at it, so why am I gonna do it, right? I love fishing. I'm good at fishing. I'll pop up in the morning, 4 a.m. and go, you know, get on the boat and go fishing. But if it had, it had to do with me going and doing yard work at 4 a.m., I'm sleeping in, man. I got, you know, so I, not only do I not like it, I'm, I'm sure I'm pretty decent at doing yard work. It's not really hard to do yard work. But the other thing is it's either, either A, I don't, I don't have confidence, I'm not good at it, or B, I don't like it. So you got to work on your, your, your skill sets. And number two, you got to start to associate more pleasure and joy with what we do. You get to, not have to. You get to get up every morning and go impact somebody's life in a positive manner. This isn't something where we're using people or we're taking advantage of people or, oh, I got to go do the calls or I got to reach out. You get to go share something with somebody that if they choose to do something with it can dramatically shift and alter the direction of their life forever if they do something with it, which is their choice. You're, you're the messenger. You get to bring a beautiful vehicle to them and they get to decide for themselves whether they do it or not. So I think we need to demand more from ourselves by stepping up our production. Number three is develop the necessary skills. Okay, everything that we do in the network marketing profession is learnable. I can teach anybody here how to be an expert at network marketing. I don't care what your background is, what your religion is, what your age is. Yes, you can teach an old dog new tricks. I've done it. Okay. You can, yes, you, we all have the capacity to learn. If you wanted to get good at anything, like I, so I live on a golf course. I play golf for, I started at 20, like 30 years I play golf. I've tried to get my wife and third, my kids to play golf. That doesn't work, man. I was on a fishing trip like three weeks ago and my 13 year old who's like my fishing buddy was bummed that I didn't take him on this ocean trip, but I didn't want to take him because he was going to get probably seasick and it was rough. And so I come back and I'm like, where's Joey at? And she's like, he's on the golf course. I'm like, what? He's on, he's on the golf course. What's he doing? He's playing golf. He's practicing. What? Oh yeah. I took him to the range the other day and he was like, he spent four hours on Saturday. He's been out there all day today. I'm like, you kidding me? So I finally had to leave town for my kid to actually play, you know, to go play golf. And man, he like, he's like, he played, he practiced a couple times. He was terrible. And he's like, dad, I want to get good. So we hired him a golf coach. So he's taking golf lessons right now. And that kid's on the golf course, like three, four days a week. And he like, he's out there till dark. And he's out there practicing and working on his craft. How much time, and don't answer me, just ask your answer to yourself. How much time are you practicing your craft? Like, you know what? This, this absolutely just crushes me. People everywhere I go say, I want to get good at network marketing. I'm like, cool, what are you doing to get good? Well, what do you mean? I'm doing it. Yeah, you can learn by doing, but you can't just walk out onto a golf course having never touched a golf club and play around a golf and shoot. I guarantee you, there's no way you're going to shoot anywhere close to under 100, probably like 150, maybe 200. I don't even know. Like if you've never touched a golf club and you go step up on the first tee of an 18-hole golf course, you will shoot 150 probably. And by the way, just so you know, that's not a good round. 
those of you that don't play golf, it's not a good round. It's bad. It's really bad. But if you, if you were to go to the practice range, work with a golf coach, maybe study other successful golfers, look at their golf swing, maybe videotape yourself in the golf swing so you can pick up on flaws. Better yet to have an expert to look at your flaws. Think about something that you're really good at right now. You're all great at something. Maybe you're an amazing baker, chef, woods crafts person, I don't know, whatever, jewelry maker, a mathematician. I don't, were you that good the first moment you started? No, you weren't. You worked on it. And it's important here because like in the book, Seven Habits of Highly Effective People, Stephen Covey, great book, by the way, if you haven't read it. He tells a story, such a great story. This guy is walking through the woods and he stumbles across this lumberjack. And he's watching this lumberjack guy and he's like trying to cut down a tree with a manual saw and he's sweating and he's exhausted and you can tell he's frustrated. He's watching for like 10 minutes. He finally comes up to me and says, hey, taps on his shoulder and says, excuse me, Mr. Lumberjack. And he's still sawing. He's like, what? And the guy says, I, I can't help but notice. I've been watching you, but there's like no teeth on your saw. And he's like, I'm just too busy sawing to sharpen my saw. You can't be too busy sawing to sharpen your saw. Okay, how many lumberjacks here? Anybody? Anybody? Michael, you look like you could be a lumberjack with that beard, though. I can see that beard. I can see you being a lumberjack. And Thomas. I'm trying. I'm, I'm trying to catch up. I'm just like, I got to just leave the razor away. I know, Richard, too. So, okay, so let's say you're not a lumberjack. Let's take it. Let's take it in the kitchen. We've all been in the kitchen. You ever try to cut a tomato with a dull knife? I mean, you got a knife that supposedly has a sharp edge, and you're trying to cut through the skin of a tomato, and it will not even penetrate the skin. And you end up mashing the tomato. But if you just took a second and sharpened the knife, and then you can do, you know, just super thin, easy cut. So what's the message here? What are you doing to, to, to get good here? Practicing your prospecting, practicing your invites, practicing, you know, dealing with uh, tough questions or objections. I don't have the time. I don't have the money. I need to think about it. How much money are you making? You know, I've tried one of those things. It doesn't work. I don't like sales. I'm not into sales. That seems expensive. Uh, I've never done network marketing before. You're right. You've never heard any of those, right? And the two biggest objections we get from people is I don't have the time and I don't have the money, right? Number one and two objections are I don't have the time and I don't have the money, which are the two biggest reasons they should do network marketing because it'll give them time and it'll give them money. So I don't know. I would ask yourself, how much time am I working on my skills? Practicing, role-playing, recording yourself. Um, just think about anything that you're good at. What did you do to get good there? Apply it here because all of you are good at something. Unfortunately, very few people take the time to get good. Number four. Number four is do the right activities daily. I know, maybe not for you, but I know for me, because I've said it 10,000 times, the number one exposure, the number one activity that leads to revenue in network marketing is exposure. If you're not exposing people daily to this business, you're not in the business. Uh, okay, you can, get, you, can, you can get mad at me. I'm going to tell you right now, okay? You can get all the anger, you can get all your anger out right now, because you guys are here, you want to win, you want to succeed. If there's any day that you show up in your office, like I'm sitting at my desk, this is where I work every day, right? If there's any day that you show up and you know when you're working and playing, you know the difference between work and play, right? You know when you're working and when you know when you're not, it's pretty obvious. So any day that you come in to work your network marketing business, if you don't every day that you're spending some time in your network marketing business, do some new intentional reach out, new invite to take a look at your products or new invite to take a look, if there's any day that passes, where you don't at least do some revenue producing activity, direct revenue producing activity, which a Facebook post is not revenue producing activity, scrolling through Facebook, 
scrolling through your newsfeed, scrolling on YouTube, reading the news. None of that is revenue producing activity. None of it. If there's any day, any single day that you, that you don't do it, you are not in the business. You're a bench warmer. You're sitting on the sidelines and you can get mad. Oh, Todd, come on. That's, that's mean. No, that's loving is what that is because I'm telling you the truth. That's the honest to goodness truth. Well, Todd, I got a team. I got to support the team. So good for you. You should be supporting the team, working with the team, but you never get out of phase one personal production ever. Never. And you know, like I actually have a term for it. There's a term and I'll, I'll save some of you guys right now. You, here's what you want to know what the kiss of death is in network marketing. You should all go, yeah, I want to know what the kiss of death is in network marketing, Todd. It's the moment you go from personal recruiting and customer acquisition to only working with people on your team. I've seen it happen too, too many times to count. I've had to coach people off of the ledge. I've had seven figure earners that, that were thinking about going to get a job. Are you kidding me? You made 1.5 million the last four years. You were making 50 grand a year max as a massage therapist and you're going to go get a job? No, get back into production. The only reason that your check is adjusted is because you stopped doing the thing that got you there in the first place. You went, oh, I'm going to manage the team. I'm going to do team Zooms. I'm going to work with crew. And then the, in this case, she stopped recruiting. And it's happened. I've had this discussion far too many times. And because what happens is people start growing, they get comfortable, and then they start managing the team and they get out of production and their check flattens. And then they're like, like this for a while, like, oh, I've made it. No, I've made some, but you haven't made it. And then it goes like this. I mean, if you want, you want to know when you can retire, I'll tell you when you can retire. When you have a million dollars cash liquid, not your house, that's not cash liquid, in the bank, your house is paid for in cash, all of your cars and other toys are paid for in cash, your kids' college funds or whatever are fully funded, they're, they're college funds, and you got a million liquid in your, in your then you can relax. Then you can go, okay, well, I've, I've created enough momentum and enough success for my, my house is paid for, my cars, my, everything is paid for. I got zero debt. Now I, can, now I can chill if I want to. And I'm not saying you can't play. I'm a work hard, play hard kind of guy. I bust it and then I go play. I'll bust it all this week and then Saturday morning I do a Zoom at 8 a.m. and then I'm going fishing for the day with my kids. So four is, is, is do the right activities every single day. And that's exposure. That's personal production. Number five is make daily deposits. What I mean, like, here's what I mean by this. Um, network marketing is a relationship building game. If the only time that you call somebody is when you want something, you're surely not going to get it. Like if you, if, you if you brought your opportunity to some guy six months ago and then it's been six months and now you're calling them again to say, hey, I know it was a good time for you before, but I just want to reach out to you. But you didn't reach out at all in between to say, what's up? How's it going? Or maintain the relationship. He ain't going to respond favorably. You know, I reached out, to, yesterday I spent six hours of my day just reconnecting, re-engaging, reaching out to people to say, what's up, how's it going? Let me tell you something, I grew up in Seattle, Washington for 17 years, I lived in Long Beach, California for nine, I moved to uh, Monterey for 11 years, moved back to Seattle for eight years, moved to Scottsdale, Arizona for five years, and I've been in Bend, Oregon for four. Now you know where I've lived, the training is over. No, I'm kidding. <laughs> Why do I share that? Because in every one of those instances, my friends that I went to high school with, my friends from Long Beach State, my friends from Scottsdale, I've made an effort to stay connected with those people to reach out and say, what's up? How's it going? How's life? How you doing? Because the truth is, you know, when you're in the bubble and you live in the same neighborhood, you're seeing each other all the time. It's easy to stay connected. You move far away. It ain't so easy. It takes an effort. And relationships are like plants. They need to be watered, fertilized, tended to. That's, that's how they stay green and grow, right? 
if you don't if you don't tend to a relationship, they die. Right. So, like, quick example, my friend Bart Scott. I have not. So, I, I met Bart Scott in second grade in Mrs. Johnson's class. Uh, we fished together when we were kids. I have not physically seen him since 1984, a long time. But we stayed connected. I reach out, what's up? How you, you know, what's going on? And he, he was married, got divorced, got remarried. I'm, you know, we've stayed. I've, I've met, not him. I've done the effort. You know, I'm the one that's, re, he's never hardly reached out to me, but I've made the effort. If I reached out to Bart today and said, hey, dude, I've got this thing that I'm doing. I'd like to share you, you know, show you what I'm up to. You know, he would be receptive to the message because he's seen me as a guy who's, you know, made the effort. But can you imagine? I have not seen or talked to Bart since 1984. And I'm like, hey, Bart, Todd Falcone. He's like, who? This is Todd Falcone. We met in Mrs. Johnson's class in second grade. That was like 47. Who? I'm like, listen, man, I've been thinking about you. I've got this amazing business that I'm doing. You'd be so great at it. That's creepy. Right? That's weird. Do you understand the difference? And it takes just a little bit of effort, not a lot. If you just take the time to reach out to people and say, they're like, oh my gosh, there's so much I could teach you, but I got, oh, I wish I had like three hours with you guys tonight because I'm, I'm fired up right now, but I can't go for three. You got me for about 17 more minutes and then I got to go because I, I got to take like three breaths between the next Zoom. So what are you doing to make, to make your relationships you know, make people feel wanted, needed, appreciated, valued. Human, that's human nature. It's like, we all want to feel valued, wanted, needed, appreciated, loved. Everybody wants that. Even the mean people want that. Everybody wants that. How are you expressing how you feel about something? I reach out to people just to say hi. I'll send text messages, phone calls, not, oh, dot, 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 let me tell you about this thing I'm doing. But just to say what's up, just to say hello, just to connect. Um, number, number, what am I at? Number, number six, number six is we've got to develop others and help them realize their full potential. When, when you enroll a new distributor, that's where the work begins. Like so many times people sign somebody up and they go, I can rest. No, that's like, we're okay. You're, you're providing them guidance, assistance, mentoring, helping. Like, can you imagine sign like, can you imagine, you guys all look like you're old enough to have kids. Maybe some of you guys got grandkids, right? So check this out. Can you imagine when you got little kids and you're like, tie your shoe? No Velcro, okay? You got a three-year-old and you're telling your kid to tie his shoe. Just tie it, man. You got this. He doesn't even know the word tie. And he sure as heck is not going to be able to tie his shoe. How do you, how do you, how do you, how does a kid learn to tie a shoe? You do little bunny ears or whatever, overlap, whatever. I don't know how you did it but we taught our children to tie their shoes. We need to teach people here how to do this business. I moved into this house uh, four years ago and when I bought the house, like apparently the owner turned off the, the sprinkler system. And so my house had sat here for 18 days before we moved into the house. So I get here, pull up with the movers. I'm like, oh my gosh, my yard looks like hell. And you know, I mean, the yard was dead. The grass was dead. The plants were dying. I'm like that just that's and because I'd seen the green green. I live in a neighborhood that's just so beautiful. And then I come into my house, it looks like hell. I'm like, oh boy. And I and then I went through, I went finally went to my mailbox and I opened up my mailbox and there's a letter from the HOA complaining about my yard that I've never even I've never been to the house since I made since I bought it. So before I ever even moved in, I'm getting yelled at by the HOA, right? That's Falcones in this, this neighborhood. Oh, Falcones, troublemakers. So I was like, okay, I don't want I don't like I don't even know anybody here. I'm already in trouble. And so uh I, you know, I find the sprinkler thing in the garage, turn it on. And like, you know, I'm seeing stuff flying. I'm like, oh my gosh, there's holes in places. Like the water's, I'm like, ah, 
I don't know anything about sprinklers, man. So I like find some guy. He's like, he's like, yeah, I go, I got a kind of an emergency. And he's like, yeah, I can get over there tonight after that. So he comes over like five o'clock and, and I'm like afraid to touch anything. Cause I've never touched a sprinkler in my life. And I was like, he comes in there and there's like this one sprinkler here that's just leaking. He's like, I got this. And he, I'm like, don't break the pipe. And he's like, he goes, it's on a flexible pipe. Let me show you. So he like digs the hole around the little where the sprinkler head's sticking out, pulls the sod out and unscrews the thing. And it's on this little flexible pipe, which I didn't know was under that. I didn't know it was like some hard pipe. It's directly connected. Cause I know nothing about it. And he's like, yeah. So all of these are like that. You can just dig around it, pull it out, take it out, change it. And, and because he mentored me, right. Taught me how to do it. I'm not, I don't plan on changing too many sprinkler heads. I still got guys that do that for me, but I could do it. Right. And that's what we need to do with people is, you know, when you sign somebody up, you certainly don't want, and I know you never, none of you are doing this, but it happens a lot where they sign people up. They're like, all right, go on now, go make me some money. Report back to me. Come on back when you, you know, sponsored a few people. No, you may be, you may have started yesterday or you don't know what you're doing, but at least you can show them what you do know. At least you can point them in the right direction to any kind of training or resources to help them figure it out. Well, that's how you're going to have greater retention of distributors by helping people figure it out. Not, not, not to just send them on their merry way. And number seven is, and I think it's really important, especially with what we've been facing over the last eight months, is you got to deplete your life of doubt and negativity. And how do we do that? Like, I don't know. I mean, I, I, if, if, you don't, if you don't give yourself mental nutrition, you are going to be sucked into the madness. I don't know what your religious beliefs are, but there's good and there's evil. There's God and then there's the devil. And the devil's always trying to get in there. You know, and I think to some extent, you go on your newsfeed and you start seeing cops beating up people and you see other stuff happening and you're seeing this craziness and disruption and people freaking out everywhere. I mean, I saw some girl get arrested today for not wearing a mask while she's at her kid's game and like the, the rent-a-cop tased her. I'm like, she's sitting like social distance in the bleachers and the guy comes up and like drags her. It was incredible. And if, if that's all you're feeding your mind, you're going to be a negative person. You are what you think about. You are what you expose yourself to. So I, when I started in network marketing 22, I was like, I started right out of college. I, what do you do in college? You read books and you take tests. And this guy, they held this book up called Think and Grow Rich in the business opportunity meeting. I never thought, I never knew what a success book was. I knew what textbooks were. And, and I saw Think and Grow Rich. And I was sitting there, I was like, and I was like thinking, oh. and I was looking around for piles of money. And there was no money around me. I'm like, oh, I got to read the book. Thoughts are things. It's the thought that plants the seed that, that, that helps with the action, right? And I, I mean, I was like, I, I don't know why I did it. I, I literally did. I, you know, I'm, I'm kind of stupid sometimes. I, I, I think and grow rich. I'm like, I'm going to think rich, 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 rich. Nothing happened. But until I read the book and then I started to get rich, right? You know, by taking the actions because I started to read books and attend seminars, invest in myself. In fact, I remember... I was three months in, it was like, uh, I think it was March of 1990. Uh, there was a guy in our office who was really, really successful and I was broke. And he came up to me and there was some uh, seminar that was going on in San Diego, this like three day training event. And he goes, you're, you're coming to the event in a couple of weeks, right? I'm like, no. And he looked at me and he goes, do you want to be a leader in this company? And I go, yeah. He goes, well, leaders attend events. You need to be at that event. And he turned and he walked away from me and I was just like, oh, that message is clear. Like he didn't even turn back and like smile and give me some like smirker. And he just said, and it was $300 in 1990 for a broke college kid. I, I found the money. I slept in my car for two nights, 
Only time I ever slept in my car at an event, but I'm so grateful that I went to that event because it was life altering for me. That's the, that first event is what locked me into network marketing. It made me realize it was so much bigger. I learned so much and I've been, you know, I've been investing in my further education for forever. Jim Rohn, who I spoke with a bunch of times before he passed away several years ago, has a lot of amazing quotes. One of his, my favorite quotes is formal education will make you a living. Self-education will make you a fortune. I've learned more out of after I've learned everything about business after college. I mean, what's I mean, I'm helping my kid do history the other day, and my kid is like, dude, he's learning about early Islam in in history class, and I'm like, Shiites and Sunnis, and I'm like, I'm, names that I can't even pronounce. I'm like welling up stress in my body, and he's stressed out because he can't pronounce any of this crap, and I'm like, oh my gosh, like, I mean, most of the stuff you learn in school, I'm not knocking the school system, but they teach you how to go get a job and they teach you about a bunch of stuff. It's probably more social development and growing up than anything else. Cause I don't know a lot of stuff. Yeah. I even got a degree in marketing and I mean, some of the, it's like mostly what they do in marketing is they teach you the what, but not the how. They don't teach you the how they teach you what, but you need to know the how. Um, that's, that's a lot where I come in as a speaker and a trainer. I've spent the last 15 years teaching the how, how to like, I'm a how to trainer. Okay. Um, there's something that I've been doing since 2008 called A-Team, which I want to tell you guys about real quick. It's a, um, it's a 12-week coaching, training, and accountability program with me. The analogy I always use when I talk about it is um, it's kind of like hiring a personal fitness trainer, but for your business. So if you've ever worked out one-on-one -on -one with a personal fitness trainer to get fit, you know for a fact you worked out harder with the trainer than without the trainer. You can't sit here and tell me, no, Todd, I work out way harder without the trainer than with. That trainer is there to push you. I hired Lee Ramos, gave him 700 bucks. And I was nervous because I gave the guy seven, not because I gave him 700 bucks, because now I got to have a food journal. I got to actually get serious about my workouts. And I'd be in there and I have like a rep number 12. And I'm like, I'm done. He's like, no, you got three more. I'm like, oh, and I did the three more. And then I leave there feeling so great about myself. But if I was by myself, I probably would have been done nine. I don't even know what I've done, right? Okay, so you can't relate to the personal fitness trainer thing. Have you ever done a group fitness class? Yoga, spin, kickboxing, jazzercise back in the day. I don't even know, whatever. In that group fitness class, you do more with the group fitness class than you do by yourself. Why? Because everybody else is doing something at the same time and you're not gonna be the only person laying on your face. You will push yourself because of the, the dynamic. So that's what A-Team is. I teach you amazing strategies every single week. We meet on a Zoom every Tuesday night at 6 p.m. Pacific time. We start October 6th. I sell out every single one of these. Um, we take 500 people max. We're at like 450 something. You don't have, to, here's the bad news. You don't have time to, time to wait. If you want to step up your game in fourth quarter, which is the best time to be pushing hard, um, and you think you could learn something from me and you want to do more, but you can't seem, you're not maybe operating at the level you'd like to be, then I would do A team. Okay. I guarantee you, like you come and do A team, you'll do more in your business than you will without it. And when I started in 2008, it was 500 bucks for the 12 weeks. You guys get in for 99 bucks. I've never run an A team for 99 bucks until this year. You know what that equates to? Let's do the math. $8 and 25 cents a week. Eight and a quarter. That's a sandwich a week. If you're serious, seriously, if you're serious about your business, you'll skip a sandwich. You'll lose some weight. You'll feel better about yourself because the carbs aren't good for you anyhow. And you're going to grow your business faster. I love carbs though. But you can skip a sandwich a week. We, I'm sure we can all skip a meal a week. We, and I don't care how skinny you are. You can skip a meal a week. It's crazy how somebody will go buy a bottle of wine for something and guzzle down a bottle of wine, but they won't invest in themselves. 
they'll go buy some stuff that sits on their floor that they never use, but they won't invest in themselves. And I'm not going to pressure you. You know what situation you're in. I don't know what situation you're in. I just put the domain in there um, in the comments. I'll give it to you. Write this down. And here's the deal. You, unfortunately, you just don't have, you don't have time to wait because I'm doing a Zoom right after this. I'm going to talk about A-Team. I'm doing one more Zoom after that. I'm talking about A-Team. And probably by tonight, we're going to be done because as soon as I hit 500, we're finished. And the details are very self-explanatory on the website. It's toddfalcone.com forward slash team, T-E-A-M. Uh, so if, if the $99 is so, I'll t I, and don't get mad. I mean, I just, I just got to be real. Uh, we don't have any kindergartners here. I don't see any, like, I don't see anybody who's like, you know, high school age that I can see. You guys are all old enough to figure this stuff out. If 99 bucks is that big of a deal for you, you desperately need this. So we can never have $99 be that big of a deal for you. Um, Richard mentioned my book. If you want to get my book, you can get it for free on my website. All you do is pay for shipping. You can get it right at the front page of toddfalcone.com. I'll type that in real quick. And uh, that book's good. We've sold over 500,000 copies of that book. And I don't know if you know anything about book sales, but very few people in network marketing. In fact, I only know one other person that's ever sold that many books. I'm probably, it's probably the, maybe Mark Yarnell back in the day, but I don't even, and I, I actually worked with Mark way back then. Um, I don't even think that uh, he sold that many of the, your first year in network marketing. So I just put it in there, toddfalcone.com forward slash free book, or you can get it right off the front of my page. You guys are awesome. I hope you guys got something out of it tonight. I hope you enjoyed it. I certainly enjoyed it. And uh, I'm going to go do another Zoom here in a minute. But uh, gracias. Thank you so much. want to see you guys win, and I'll do everything I can to help you. Come play it. Come, come play with 18 with us for 90 days. No, that's good. I appreciate you guys. The people that were meant to be here are here. Absolutely. All right, you guys. Have a great night, and uh, hopefully we'll see you on 18 on or listening to me on video or on my podcast. If you gained any knowledge, any skills, motivation, if that little switch in your mind flicked and you said, hey, I can do that too, then follow me, Brady Theodore, the Gotti. I would like to tell you that, hey, I'm just a guy 60 plus years old. Four years ago, I decided to learn some new skills and place myself in a position that I can have some financial freedom in my later years. Come to find out that with knowledge, I have done just that. I've learned that no matter what age you're at, if you put your mind to it, if you take the proper action and you follow the leaders, that anything is possible. Now, if you would like to see more of me, please go below, touch that link, Follow me at bradytheodore.com. Thank you. God bless. And I'll see you on the inside.